Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So Emer, welcome. We're social distancing still. How are you getting on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting used to this now. I won't have to go and see you at all. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be <laughs> delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you miss my, yeah. my, my award-winning smile. You're missing that, I'm sure, you know. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. no. There you go. No, no, I'm only joking. Yeah, I am. I'm missing, missing it in the studio, as I always say. Missing Al, missing Peter. Yeah. Missing the gang. But uh, hopefully for not much longer, which is... We just yeah. great if we all behave and stay home and yeah. we'll all be good. That's the, most, that's the most important thing. We are flattening the curve. So let's continue to support yeah. whatever the, everyone is doing. So, uh, but listen, Emer, to brighten our audience, to brighten your day, I have a, a wonderful social media joke that I found on Pinterest. This actually made me chuckle heartily this morning. So uh, okay. will, I, will I fire ahead and uh, let you know what it is? I can't flatten your enthusiasm, can I? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay. Go for it. So here it is. So um, one day, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are going to join together. And they're going to create a new social media channel called You Twitface. Are you talking about you being a Twitface? <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be a You Twitfacer if I joined that particular channel. <laughs> okay. I think you're on your own there. But anyway, but we're not on our own today. No, no, we're we're, we're we're very lucky. We have a special guest today. So, um, uh, I um, do you want to? Um, yeah, I th- yeah, I want the honor. I, I'm going to have the honors today. Um, no, we actually sure. have uh, what I would describe a social media superstar, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she has written for Agora Pulse, which is one of the world's leading social media schedulers. Uh, she's written for probably the top social media blog in the world, Social Media Examiner. Um, her own blog, Spider Working, was named one of the top 10 social media blogs in the world by Social Media Examiner, and she has spoken at major events and conferences and uh, is an all-around um, expert when it comes to Facebook and content, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So, Amanda Webb of Spider Working, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. It's exciting. Talking what to did people. Think, what, did you think of, <laughs> what did you think of this joke, Amanda, before you start? We always like to find out what people's opinion on Actually, of jokes are. I was warned it was going to be really bad. Yeah. It was bad, but it wasn't <laughs> as bad as I thought. <laughs> well, Amanda, you can use that now. Yeah, you, could you do, <laughs> maybe she could do better. Do you think you could do better, Amanda? Well, I can try, but it's it's also I am I'm just going to preface this with people think I'm funny, and I do think sometimes I can be funny, but I'm very bad at telling jokes. And um, so we can try. Do you want me to okay. try? Go yes, for it. Go for it. Go, go for it. it. Okay. Are you ready? We're <laughs> yes. ready. Why are birds so good at social media? I don't know. Because they're always tweeting. Oh, oh, you, you get the gold star. Um, yeah, yeah, Philip, you're right yeah. in your depth there. Yeah, I was blown away there, really, wasn't I? Yeah. Well done, Amanda. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. No, it's only are you a superstar. <laughs> you're also great at telling jokes. Brilliant. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Beat him at his own game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo, yeah. Um, but before we go any further, I just want to remind everyone that we have this showing out on a Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on the Dublin South FM uh, website as well. So do check it out. 
And um, so, Amanda, great to have you. Um, as I say, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm always trying to catch the digital coffee. Um, it's such an engaged thing. But at the time I come home from the school run and everything else, I go, I wish you'd have it at 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I'm just grabbing my coffee when you're finishing. But maybe you'll have to think about that. I don't know, you know. But, um, but anyway, um, Philip, you did a great intro on Amanda. And um, so much. Amanda, you know. What would you like to tell everybody about yourself? How did you get into this game, um, as they say? I followed a career path that a lot of people have followed, but probably before they did. So I originally, I used to work in the film business. I wanted to be a film director. Wow. wow. But I got into the wrong bit of the film business. And after a while, it zapped my love of film. And I thought, this, is, this isn't, I'm never going to be Steven Spielberg. So... What else could I do with my life if that's not going to happen? So that's when I decided I was going to start my own business. So I went to a Start Your Own Business course and I started selling corporate gifts and that was going reasonably well. It was ticking over. have to say, hated it. <laughs> I loved the marketing, <laughs> okay. but hated every last other piece of running that business. But, you know, you keep doing these things. Uh, but luckily for me, the recession came and people couldn't buy corporate gifts anymore. It mm. was, you know, the banks that I'd been selling to were like, look, we can't, it looked really bad if we buy them. So I started thinking, what else could I do? Not thinking initially that I was going to close that business, but maybe just scale it down. Mm -hmm. And I had already been marketing that business a lot online. So this is 10, 11 years ago when not everyone was doing it already. And I knew I had a reputation for that. So I decided that I'd try and do that as a sideline. I'd work with other businesses. Initially, it was just helping them set up. So I'd set up like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn at the time for them. Mm. And I'd them all together so you could just post in one place, and, you know, things you just don't do now. <laughs> but back, oh, yeah. Then, yeah. back then, um, I set that all up and immediately it was a profitable business. Straight away, I got clients I got Great. a big corporate client within a few, uh, a, a couple of months of being in business. So I was like, this is good for me. Mm -hmm. But since then, my, I suppose that I dumped the other business. I just, I yeah. didn't enjoy it. Okay. It was gone. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of advice to anyone at the moment who's going through something related to their business, like not doing well, obviously during this yeah. COVID-19 yeah. thing, that this is your opportunity. If you actually weren't enjoying running your business, maybe it is time to reevaluate what you want to do because it was mm. the best thing I ever did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a recession for me. It could be this crisis for you. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, one one door tip. closes, another door opens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that that's ten years on now. I decided I was just going to educate myself, and I've taught myself to market. I've taught learned the basics of marketing. Mm -hmm. I've read all the textbooks. <laughs> I feel like I don't have the degree, but I've done the reading. I've done yeah. the practical. So now it's a lot more strategy focused. I work with businesses mm. now specifically on building strategies that make sales so that's that's the transformation really that's what Great. i do well that's that's a nice um lead in because today we wanted to talk about i suppose strategy and content strategy which is really an area that you are such an expert on and i suppose just for our audience who would be kind of business owners who are trying to get to grips with social media you know in your opinion i suppose simply you know why do you need a strategy 
I think with that first business, and it was a lot of the same thing that happens to a lot of businesses, you start up, you do a Facebook, you do Twitter, you do wherever you think you should be. Maybe you've even decided you're going to do TikTok and you have all these bits and pieces going and you're jumping from one to another. And you get this guy, I call him the content gremlin. And he just sits on your shoulder and he's like, you are wasting your time on social media and it gets you. And then you start thinking it's really embarrassing. If anyone saw how much time you were spending online creating content, Mm -hmm. that it it would just be hideous. And that's because you don't have a strategy when you have a strategy in place. So when you have, when you know why you're doing social media. One of my jobs is always to stop people doing bits that aren't working. (laughs) When you know why you're doing it, when you bring all those bits and pieces together and can see the path towards a sale, you never feel like that again. You've slayed that content gremlin. He's gone for good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do need a plan of action. You know, people think the word strategy is, that's very scary. And I just say, it's a plan of action. What's your plan of action? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? You know, who who's your audience? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, 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 that's the thing with people that go like, oh, creating content. And then they go, oh, and then I'm heard I have to have a content marketing strategy. Um, do you want to kind of fill people in a wee bit about a content marketing strategy? I suppose it's what is content would be the start would be what is a content marketing strategy? What is content? And it can be just whatever it is that you're posting on your Facebook page or on your Twitter account or whatever. But then you've got the bigger pieces of content, things like my Facebook live show that you mentioned earlier, the digital Mm -hmm. coffee, that is my key piece of content Mm -hmm. every week. There's blog posts, there's YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. there's all these bits and pieces can be, part of your content strategy. And of course, the mistake you would make is trying to do all of these mm-hmm. once a week, because yeah. if you do that, you've no time to talk to clients. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do but, a monthly blog, you know, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think that's, that's rather than bombard people every week. Yeah. And I think, I think um, the big thing I've learned as well, um, cause video would be sort of the area that I like to do content on, especially on LinkedIn and across the other channels. And I'm starting to now get to grips with uh, with YouTube. But I think a lot of business owners, and I'm sure you probably come across this, Amanda, is that a lot of business owners expect almost like a quick win, you know, where you need a bit of patience to build a bit of traction with the content and to start to see what's working, what's not working. You know, would that be fair to say? Like, Yeah, I would say that the first part of your strategy is always going to be about building an audience of the right people. And again, this is something people can get wrong. We can I know it's there's like some sort of meme going around on Facebook showing how to invite people to your Facebook page and how to invite other people to your Facebook page at the moment. And that's great. You see the number of likes climbing and you're like, oh, this is working. But actually you're just reaching the wrong people. So all that time that you've spent doing that meme and posting it out and attracting these people is actually wasted because once those people like your page, if they're not the right people and if you're not delivering content to them, once you've got the right people, you know what to post, Mm -hmm. then that's pointless. So part of it is audience building, but it's not about massive numbers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do want to have, you know, in the hundreds, (laughs) (laughs) but even if you're a small business, you want to have in the hundreds because the way like, um, social media algorithms work, nobody's going to see your content. So you need to have a good starting point. Um, but uh, making sure they're the right people is the most important thing. So starting with 
building something, and I don't want to use scary terms, but I'm going to use one, which is a a customer avatar or a customer persona. And this is a picture of not just one, actually, because I know a lot of people out there will be saying, well, I don't just have one type of customer. I have my my product covers lots of different things. So you can have three or four different customer personas Mm -hmm. and think about who they are. Are they, you know, are they a family person? Are they a young, um, upcoming person? And once you've got that, it becomes a lot easier to understand the sort of content that's going to work for them. So that's your first stage. And the easiest way to start with that is just think of some of your best customers Mm -hmm. and start like doing a little profile of them. Because obviously if they're they're your best customers, they're giving you the most money. You want more people like that, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes a huge amount. I mean, of sense. I lo- uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I have to say, like you know, if you're not attracting the right customers, you're there. You might as well be talking to the wall, as they say. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I, people do ask, you know, um, from time to time, will it make a difference to my business? You know, if I go making all this content and, you know, um, and that's where you, you have to check your order and other things like that to see if it is you know, engaging the audience, wouldn't I, would I be right, Amanda? Yeah, I suppose when you say, I think people want to make a lot of content and that's not necessarily the right, like you said, you have a blog post once a month Mm. and it's more that you can plow a lot more energy into writing one blog post a month that's right for your audience rather than putting one out a day, which, you know, some people do. Um, Mm. So I think as well, you know, you need to hone down what you're doing. Is it, is your blog content going to be your key piece of content, which it was for me for years, but Mm -hmm. that's doing its job in the background now. It brings people to my website. I can do lots of things with it. But now my piece of content, the piece of content that gets me the most traction is my Facebook live broadcast. And it's the one that people mention. Every time I get a customer, Mm -hmm. I'll find out that they started their journey to hiring me by watching one of my Facebook lives. Yeah. So once you can identify that, do that more, right? That's, yeah. that's yeah, kind of it. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, we do do try to do too much. That's the problem. Yeah, I'd agree. I think even myself and Emer, we'd see with our own clients sometimes that there's a sort of a, mm. uh, a fear that, oh, we're not on TikTok or we're not on Snapchat. We need to be on Pinterest. Yeah, well, are the customers there? Uh, no, but everyone else is there, you know? And it's sort of like, yeah. I, think, I think you have to be realistic. And we always kind of talk about say having an editorial calendar or a proper plan and try to you know prepare content that's right for your business but also that also you can manage to do and that's kind of actually feasible rather than put a huge amount of pressure and as you said put out rubbish rather than quality mm. such, you know so i think uh so i think that's huge and um, as you said at the start of the show uh, amanda covid19 i suppose has sort of reframed a lot of people um i think it's given people maybe a chance to reflect on their business and maybe you know, whether to continue on doing what they're doing or maybe to refine and maybe looking at a content strategy for the next level of the business could be a very good uh, idea. Um, I suppose in your opinion, um, what types of content should a business be creating, do you think, from your experience? There's two factors really you need to think about. You need to think about your audience and the type of content they consume. And that's why it's really important to understand them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can think about where it is they consume content online already, that will give you a really good idea of the sort of content you want to create. So are they reading the journal online every day? And if they are, then they read long form content, mm-hmm. text content. So blogging could be good. And blogging is actually 
always good because it's got more than one factory. It's more than just your audience. You can use blogging to build your online authority. And by that, I'm talking about on Google. (laughs) It's like you can use your blog to get ranked on Google. And the better you get ranked on Google, the more people who link to your blog, the higher your website will rise in domain authority, which means also your sales pages will start to rank. Mm -hmm. So aside from writing really good content for your audience, Mm -hmm. you're writing really good content that should help your website be seen a lot more by people who search on Google. Mm -hmm. So I would never say don't blog. Um, Yeah. There is a skill to it. It's not just the case of going, I'm going to go and write about this. You have to be strategic. You have to be looking at the sort of things that people want to read, the sort of content they're searching for, the sort of questions they're asking. And that goes for any content. Mm-hmm. If you look at your like your Facebook groups and see the questions that are getting asked there, mm-hmm. it's a group that would have your customers in. Yep. That's the sort of content you should be writing about making a video about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then you've got your video viewers. Sorry, go on. Now I was going to say research is king then in that regard, you know? Yeah, always, mm-hmm. always yeah. research. I think we are very good at going, oh, I want to write a blog post about this. And you know, that's okay to do it every now and then, but you really need to be more, I'm going to use the word strategic because that's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. And also writing about things that are related to what you sell. So it's very easy for us in the social media business. There's a lot of things to you could write about, lots of tips and hints, and you can get carried away because they do really well on Google. Mm. But they're not really pointing people towards what it is that you do. So that's a problem I had for years. I had a, a blog that ranked really well. I still have a blog that ranks really well. I have blog posts within that that rank really well. I had lots of traffic, like huge amounts of traffic, but they weren't people who wanted to buy from me because mm. I wasn't talking about the things that I sold. Mm. So even though that was great, I was getting a bit of you know revenue from here and there from affiliates and whatever that I have there. I deliberately killed that traffic and I started like posting now about things that will help you implement your strategy. Mm. So, you know, thinking deliberately about the sort of things that are going to attract people Mm -hmm. to you as an expert in your area is important or getting to know you better. So, So for for example, um, if you're like a chef or something, you should be um, giving people, you know, blog posts on how to bake Ray Philip. I had to get that in. Um, (laughs) But it is important to talk about something that you do and show that you're an expert in that. Um, so then people then will go, do you know what? I actually want to go and meet that person and buy from that mm-hmm. person and be a loyal customer to that person. So it's keeping it simple that way, I think, is always the best. And that's where uh, video content works really well too because yeah. people mm-hmm. hire me because they see my videos, not just because it's useful content because they can make the decision when they, and I hate to say this because I don't like to think anyone dislikes me, but they can make the decision <laughs> then and there. This is the sort of person I want to work with or this isn't the sort of person I want to mm-hmm. work with. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. my to use a technical term, bottom of the funnel. So that's mm. that's the or top <laughs> of the funnel. So that's where I'm attracting people in, a really large audience in at the top of the funnel that are making that decision then and there. This is somebody I want to get to know better that I'd be happy doing business with. They seem yeah. relatable. But it's not selling. There is nothing selling there. It's just building an audience mm. that later on, usually, weirdly, through LinkedIn, that I'd end up selling to. 
Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Because um, I know with a blog as well, I always find what's great with a blog is that if you're kind of stuck for content ideas, but you can get a blog, then suddenly you might have, you know, 10 tweets you could repurpose out of the blog and you could turn it into mm-hmm. a video and maybe you could turn it into a, a LinkedIn update post or a, an Instagram kind of image type post or a, an IGTV video post. So it's a wonderful kind of sort of cornerstone to create multiple pieces of content yeah. from. Wouldn't that be right? Yeah. I think blogging is... Even a radio else. show. Absolutely. Yeah. And a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like podcasts and live videos are fantastic for repurposing mm. because they're long form content. You can take lots of sections from this. Mm. You can put them out as um, audio clips. You can put them out as just standard quotes as images. You can make a blog post out of it. Yeah. And it's the same with my life. I repurpose that every week into different sections, which I put out for each story that I talk about. A nice edited mm-hmm. version that I'll put on Twitter and LinkedIn. So it looks like I'm creating content every day. I'm only creating content on a Friday. <laughs> and wow. Then it's all done for the week. And then I have a YouTube version as well. So there's lots of different places that same piece of content is getting used. So you get to every every corner of the world, as they say. Um, Samir, I wanted to quickly ask you, what mistakes do you see businesses make when it comes to their content strategy? Trying to mm. do too much is the number one mistake. If you are using TikTok right now and just, mm. just for the viewing figures and are going, oh, well, I'm getting lots of views, just stop. Like, mm. Unless your audience is, you know, the young people are looking at us as marketers and going, they're just embarrassing. It's like, TikTok could take off for businesses, but you don't need to be the innovator in that space. Mm. You can wait until all the marketing tools are in place and you can learn enough from other people and then go in and do it really well. So if you're using TikTok now, just focus, focus on one or two channels. So for me, it's my LinkedIn and it's my Facebook Live. They're the Mm. two channels I'm focusing Mm. on. I do other things. Mm Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't have to do anything else, but the things I want to be good are those two things. So focus would be the first thing. Um, secondly, yeah, be strategic. Don't just create content because you want to create content. Think about the content that's going to attract your audience. Yeah. And once you've attracted them, I mean, there's two other phases. We talked about building your audience, but after that, you need to get them to trust you and start researching you to decide if you want to be the person that they want to do business with. So that's where you do Mm-hmm. get more about your business. When my mm. Facebook Live isn't selling at all, there's other things like my blog content will be very focused on the topics that I think are going to sell to people. Mm. And then you've got your sales content, which is people forget to do sales content, believe it or not, mm. yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is when you yeah. tell people what you do, things like testimonials, case studies, mm-hmm. even putting a video on your sales pages on your website that helps people fill in the form or tells people what's going to go next. All of that can help push people actually into the sale. Once they've started thinking about doing business with you, you just need to push them over the edge, which always sounds cruel. (laughs) Actually, a question on that, Amanda. I know I'd like to do. (laughs) I know I'd like to push over the hill. (laughs) No, but don't push me over the edge. Sorry, you, you, need, you need my jokes for the show. I've actually a question. I have a question for you, Amanda, because um, I'm sure you know someone who's a very well-established blogger like yourself. You would have heard those rules about you know 80, 20, 80 percent should be you know non-salesy content curated. Maybe the other twenty percent is your own sales. Like, have you found a sort of a balance that you feel is a good fit? Um, 
I don't have a strict rule and it wouldn't necessarily be about content because a big piece of any strategy when we're talking about social media and online content has to be engagement. So Mm. you can be posting content until the cows come home, but unless you are talking to people Mm. online, so find your customers, find the people who influence your customers online and just get into conversations, Mm. Instagram and Twitter and even LinkedIn. It's harder to do on Facebook, but Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn are the perfect places to do that. And the more that you get talking to people, the broader you're pushing out your message to people. Yeah, I don't have an exact ratio, but I just make sure I would almost put engagement above content. Make sure you're doing that every day, that you're checking your social channels and you're looking for conversations related to what you do and related to the people who you want to reach on those channels. Yeah, we'd agree uh, definitely with that. I think, Emer, you know, we're yeah, preaching yeah. to the con- the, co- the converted there. So uh, I think we're we're starting to kind of starting to come to the end. And this has been a fabulous chat, Amanda. Um, yeah, so much, so much, so much, goes. So thank you for coming on. I suppose just before we sort of kind of come to a close, would you have one bit of advice, Amanda, that would help businesses get started with their strategy? Yes, the first thing you should do is quit TikTok. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! I and after you've done that, look <laughs> at all your social channels that you're using, all the content channels mm. that you're using, and go cut it in half. So if you're using five different social networks, cut it down to two or three. If you're blogging and YouTubing and Facebook living and you want to keep all that going, mm-hmm. increase the amount that you're doing it. You don't need to do it every day or every week. Yeah. Look at really focusing because when you focus on one thing, you're going to do it brilliantly and yeah. you're going to excel beyond everyone else. I'm and off. I just, I would say that's the opposite <laughs> advice to Michael Stelzner gave at Social Media Marketing World. And I always feel a little bit guilty. He was saying, get on TikTok. I am going to eclipse the king of social media and say, get off TikTok. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, get off TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. You don't have to be in everything. Yep. You know, yeah. you know, you'd spread yourself too thin and then you just get to complacent and go, oh, I can't do this anymore yeah. and just get fed up. So it's better just to be good on one or two yep. than yeah. five or six. Perfect. Um, you know. Well, I suppose, Amanda, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to finally meet you and talk with you. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, and I suppose just before we go, Amanda, where would you like people to come and find out more about you? Do you want to go to the website or a social channel? Yeah, if you come to my website at spiderworking.com, I am at spiderworking on all social networks, but the website is kind of where all the good stuff is. Okay, well, very much. Well, thank you so much. Well, I suppose until next time, I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for another episode of Let's Get Social. So take care. Bye.